Welcome everybody to the A-Game Podcast, a beautiful Monday morning after an amazing weekend in sports. So happy to come to you all. I'm your host, Aiden O'Neill. As always, we had the NFL yesterday, so many big-time games, college football on Saturday, and the NBA throughout the week has been extremely competitive with the MLB offseason just now heating up. Welcome once again to the A-Game. So excited to talk to you. We're going to start on Sunday night football where the Denver Broncos got a big win at home in the Mile High City against Minnesota. I thought they were going to win this game. They come through winning by one point. Super close. Cortland Sutton makes a big-time touchdown catch towards the end of the game, and then the defense holds Joshua Dobbs from not scoring another point, and they ultimately win. The Broncos, they're on a roll. Four-game winning streak and right in the thick of the postseason hunt. You look at the AFC, all these teams are clogged up. At 5-5 five and five in particular, we have the Indianapolis Colts, the Denver Broncos, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Raiders just dropped one yesterday. So those three teams, and then you have the Buffalo Bills as well, who are at 6-5, and five, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, who they're all chasing. So very, very close race we're witnessing. But Russell Wilson, he's been completely rode off by every single person since he left Seattle. That was one of the worst trades the Denver Broncos possibly could have done, and they've done nothing to help him. And then Nathaniel Hackett, on the other hand, was an awful era as a Broncos fan. And they bring in Sean Payton and they say, he's going to fix it. And now I'm witnessing them sort of maximize Russ's abilities to the best they can. Prior to this last stretch, I would come on this podcast and say, you need to get Russ out of the pocket and let him throw on the run and let him orchestrate this offense. And Sean Payton was very adamant. So was Nathaniel Hackett in the past era of keeping him in the pocket and going with their system. Now, their prior coach quarterbacks, when you look at Drew Brees, he wasn't Russell Wilson with his legs. When you look at who Nathaniel Hackett coached, he wasn't Aaron Rodgers with his legs. He's a very different quarterback who maximizes his abilities when it's on the ground. And Sean Payton now, something I've noticed, obviously they've been feeding into the checkdown game a lot. Samaji Ryan had a huge game just catching passes basically out of the backfield. And you had Jaleel McLaughlin and Jamal Williams also getting to share that. But they are maximizing Russ and letting him do what he does best. And it seems that he's confident again. We were talking about it. It seems like he has that aura again. It feels like people in today's NFL community are quick to forget how good Russell Wilson was. How on Seattle, he was one of the most feared quarterbacks in the league. And he was absolutely ridiculous. And everyone wants to write you off when you're playing bad. But now that Russ is starting to get it going again, people want to hop back on the bandwagon. And it's really interesting to me. But a huge win yesterday on primetime. The best possible thing the Broncos could have done. And now they go into next week at home against the Browns. So we'll see what happens there. Going to other games I loved during this week. Thursday night was a classic Bengals-Ravens. Unfortunately, we had Joe Burrow tore a ligament in his right wrist and will miss the remainder of the season. The Bengals were already a fringe playoff team. And this almost kisses all their hopes goodbye. They have to go with Jake Browning next week and for the remainder of time. And we'll see what happens after that. You know, I've been thinking about it a little bit. No Joe Burrow for the rest of the year. And there are quarterbacks throughout this league that are backups now that could really help a playoff push. If I'm Jimmy Garoppolo or Ryan Tannehill, and this may be a stretch, I am requesting to be released and going to the Bengals and going on a playoff run. I mean, they have Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. I mean, tons of weapons to just go into that system. Those teams that they're on now are not nearly as good as the Bengals from a skill position standpoint. They have a decent O-line, and there's expectation there 
to make the playoffs. I mean, they were just in a Super Bowl two years ago. So even after losing Joe Burrow, it's not like things are over. You just got to be really proactive. And unfortunately, this came at a bad time right after the trade deadline. You can't go out and get a guy. It's got to be from a release or a free agent. Joe Flacco, I just saw sign with the Browns. So that's big. Obviously, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, I'm going to get into that game because it was huge. He got his first NFL win yesterday as a starter. It wasn't pretty or anything, but we didn't expect it to be with these two poor offenses. And he ends up coming away with a win. But he's an example, and the Browns are an example, of a team that's getting that depth at QB even though the trade deadline has passed. Um, so I think the Bengals do that. But going to the game, Ravens also lose their star tight end, Mark Andrews, and that's Lamar Jackson's favorite target. We look at all the years where he hasn't had a wide receiver one. Rashad Bateman's been on the shelf. Odo Beckham Jr. hasn't even been there. Now they have Zay Flowers, so finally. But the discussion before this offseason was, are they ever going to get a wide receiver one? Is it always going to be Mark Andrews? And now that they lost him, obviously you still have Zay and all those other guys. But big time loss, crucial injuries in this game, and they're going to plague these teams for the rest of the season. Ravens win 34-20. to 20. Lamar threw two touchdowns. Odell, huge game receiving. Four receptions for 116. A little bit of vintage performance there. And then Joe Mixon, 16 carries for 69 yards. That was basically the highlights. And Joe Burrow, like I said, exited with a torn ligament in his wrist. Hope he gets well soon and on track to recovery. On Sunday, we had some good games as well. Like I was saying, Brown Steelers. Dorian Thompson-Robinson coming out of UCLA. Everyone forgets that he's even in the NFL, and he gets a chance after Deshaun Watson goes down for the rest of the season, and he gets a win against the Steelers, bringing the Browns to 7-3 and three and 5-1 at one at home. I came on this podcast preseason, and I said that the Cleveland Browns were a Super Bowl contender, and this was when they had Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb. But even though they might not be that now because of all the injuries, I want to emphasize how good they are because they're still 7-3, and three, and it just shows how good that defense was. What I was trying to preach of is the Darius Smith, Miles Garrett, and everyone in between, Greg Newsome. They're so good. They're the best defense in the NFL. And even in a game like this where it's scrappy and not a ton of offense is being played, the Browns get it done. Uh, Jalen Warren on the other side of the ball, nine carries, 129 yards. He is the RB1 in Pittsburgh. I look at Najee Harris. There's not a lot of bursts with him. We've been giving him slack because they haven't had the O-line and because of Matt Canada. So I'll give him that, but give him a change of scenery because you have Jalen Warren who's cooking in this offense, and he has been for the past couple of weeks. Been amazing what he's been able to do, but not enough ultimately. And then Elijah Moore, six receptions for 60 yards. DCR only threw for 165. Like I said, it was a sloppy game from both sides, but a win is a win, and he was really emotional on the sideline. Um, just a big win for Cleveland, and who knows where they could go from here. I mean, they are a playoff team. They're 7-3. and three. You got to imagine that they stay in the hunt, even with the backup quarterback, but only time will tell. The Lions, they barely squeaked out a win against the Bears. It was shaky. Jared Goff, three picks. It was the worst game he's played this season, 236 through the air. And then Justin Fields, obviously we know what he can do with his legs, 18 carries for 104 yards. And a last second Aiden Hutchinson strip sack that goes through the back of the end zone for a safety all but guarantees the win. It was a great game to watch. The Bears had this the whole way. And then they did what the Bears do and just gave it away. Um, so big time loss for the Bears. They're 1-5 away from home. And the Lions, they remain the two seed in the NFC. And I was looking at their schedule coming up. And it is very, very winnable. We have home against the Packers on Thanksgiving. With what I saw from Green Bay yesterday, yes, they get the win against the Chargers. But 
from a game standpoint and playing a complete game of football, they did not do so. The Lions should roll them. And they're at the Saints who aren't good, at the Bears who aren't good. Home against the Broncos will be fun. At the Vikings, at the Cowboys, home against the Vikings. I mean, if the Lions play good, they could be the one seed. I'm going to come on here and say it, but they could be the one seed in the NFC because the Eagles schedule is so difficult and starts tonight with Eagles Chiefs, which I will preview in a second, but that is the best game of the year so far. A lot going on with Detroit. The Packers, they barely edge out the Chargers 23-20. to Obviously, Jordan Love, 322, two touchdowns through the air. I'm not a Jordan Love believer, but he looked good yesterday. Keenan Allen and Herbert, that remains the best connection in the league this season. 10 catches for 116 for Allen. And then Herbert, he was also doing it on the ground. Eight carries for 73 yards. Love what I saw. The Chargers, Brandon Staley comes in the postgame interview. He talks about how... I don't want you guys asking these questions anymore. He's on the hottest seat possible. I mean, being a Charger fan, I know it's tough, but you have Justin Herbert and it will turn up eventually. You just need the right coach and you need the right run organization. Just things need to change from a logistical standpoint. But I always come on here and joke about how the Cowboys can't win the big game. The Chargers can't win the big game. They're the definition of not being able to win the big game. And this was at Lambeau, but you got to be able to win it. And now it only gets harder home against the Ravens on primetime next week. Big time test coming up for LA. Dolphins roll the Raiders. It was actually close most of the way. Aiden O'Connell played decent. And Jalen Ramsey with the game-winning interception. Another game that I want to talk about, the Texans. CJ Stroud, three picks, two touchdowns. And even after it, he seems unfazed. He truly is the front runner for the MVP. Who knows if the NFL is going to give it to him. But if they go on and they win this division, which they're right in the thick of, by the way, 4-1 and one at home, he will win the Most Valuable Player Award and the Rookie of the Year Award. There is only one dude in the history of the NFL to do this, and it's the greatest running back of all time, Jim Brown. That is how crazy what Stroud is doing right now is. He has been marvelous from start to finish, even in a game that he wasn't very good. They ended up winning. Devin Singletary, 22 carries, 112 on the ground. Tank Dell, eight receptions, 149. You talk about the best wide receiver of this class so far, it's Tank Dell. It's not close. Cardinals, 0-6 away on the other side. And now you're going to get a top pick, especially with the Giants winning yesterday. Going to be interesting to see what they do. You still have Kyler Murray under contract. Do you go out and get Marvin Harrison? I feel like that's the best course of action. Just giving Kyler a number one option. We know what Marvin could do. He reminds me so much of Justin Jefferson. They're eerily similar Coming out of college, similar numbers. They run routes the same. And I think that Marvin Harrison Jr. will have the same sort of impact on the league. Just get him a good quarterback to throw him the ball. Big win for the Texans nonetheless. And they will look to beat the Jags next week and be right in the thick of the division hunt. Rams barely beat the Seahawks. I picked the Rams and man, that was a sweat. Game losing field goal for Jason Myers with the game on the line. He's so automatic and he ended up losing. Gino, he got hurt. And Drew Locke was able to take some snaps, but after that, it was the Rams all the way. And even with the shaken up Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup also exiting with injury, they pulled it out two and three at home. They're four and six. And I mean, yeah, if you go on a run, you could be in the hunt, but it seems more of a mediocre season from the Rams. And from a Niner perspective too, the 49ers and the Seahawks, they're battling at the top of that division. This is a big win and they give the one edge gap between the Niners and Seahawks now. They battle on Thanksgiving on Thursday night football. That's all I got for the NFL. We did super well on game picks this week. Only have missed two. And then tonight, it is the classic that we are about to witness. 
Eagles at the Chiefs in Arrowhead. I've got the Chiefs winning. I'm still not completely sold on Philly, but they win these type of games too. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be amazing to watch. I hope everyone tunes in, but we've only missed two. A Chiefs win guarantees us to only miss two. That's the best we've done all year if we do that. I'm going to move on to the NBA now. We had a busy week in the sport. The Minnesota Timberwolves remain just rolling at the top. They had two games against the Golden State Warriors, beat them in both. Then they go to Phoenix. They drop that one, but then get back on track. They're the number one seed in the Western Conference in Oklahoma City. They are such a fun team to watch. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is one of the best players in the league. Shet Holmgren the other night against Golden State. Absolutely monster performance. And then everyone in between. Jalen Williams, he's one of the most underrated players in the league. He can also defend the wing position. And then their depth, Isaiah Joe. He has been shooting lights out off the bench. They're 10-4. and four. And hopefully none of this is a fluke from both of these teams. But they're 1-2 and two in the West. Super, super impressive. Nuggets stay at 3. The Kings, they're starting to turn it up a little bit. The Lakers, they got a big win. Kyrie Irving and the Mavericks, they're starting to play good alongside Luka. And then in the Eastern Conference, we have the Boston Celtics staying at the top, of course. Philadelphia at two, Milwaukee at three, Miami at four. Orlando Magic, they're still playing good. Eaton five in the five seed. My favorite team is in the Indiana Pacers. They're the seven seed. Knicks come in at six. And the rest is history. No, not literally, but we'll dive in to the NBA and the games this week. I'm going to first start with Cade Cunningham and the Detroit Pistons. They've dropped 11 straight and hiring Monty Williams in the offseason it was supposed to be a change of direction like they're on the up and up and even if they don't make the playoffs this year they're still a fringe play-in team or they're a solidified team in the play-in and they haven't been that Asar Thompson has been the highlight of this group likely to be a finalist for rookie of the year he would finish third right now if the season ended today but you got to be better. I mean, Killian Hayes, he's obviously widely considered a bust, but they don't even put James Wiseman on the floor anymore. Marvin Bagley's mediocre. Cade has to do almost everything. And then the roster around him, Marcus Sasser's the only real scorer. And when he's not shooting the ball, they can't do anything. Um, I mean, another year for a Pistons top pick. When is it going to change? You feel like at some point, something's got to give or else Cade's going to walk in free agency and you're going to have to start over. So I was disappointed to see that, but hopefully they can turn it around. And then LeBron last night. What LeBron James has been doing, I'm not going to try to get on here and preach something that everyone already knows, but LeBron at age 38 is still dominating the league. We haven't seen this ever before. I'm seeing 30-point performances with 12 assists, 8 rebounds. Like, that's ridiculous. That's what Jason Tatum's been doing in his prime. And LeBron is still in the league, and he puts so much time and effort to stay at this level. He wouldn't be playing otherwise, but... It is insane to watch every single night. Um, Last night, they got a huge win against Houston. Obviously, the beef with him and Dylan Brooks, and he comes away and gets the W. Anthony Davis, he needs to be the best player on that team. He had a phenomenal night, and that needs to continue. When AD is bad, it doesn't matter what LeBron James does. LeBron cannot be the best player on that floor. Now, if it's a game like yesterday, and AD has 28-9 and or whatever he had, and then LeBron also plays really well, then it doesn't matter who is better. But if AD has a dud of a performance and has eight points, who cares if LeBron has 30? It's just not going to impact the game at all. So big win for the Lakers, and they're going to look to build on that. But just wanted to touch on what he's doing right now. Getting closer in my eyes to being my GOAT. I mean, it's still Michael Jordan just because of what he did accolade-wise over a shorter period of time. More MVPs, more finals MVPs. I could go on. But 
MJ is still my goat. LeBron is closing that gap every single day. Bradley Beal for the Phoenix Suns. He's out at least three weeks. We still haven't seen one appearance of the big three. The Suns, anyway, Kevin Durant, if we're talking longevity, we got to bring up Steph Curry and KD because they are ridiculous right now. And KD last night in an overtime thriller went to double OT actually, showed everyone that he is still one of the best scorers in the league. They need Beal back though because they traded all of their depth. And I'm talking so much for Brad Beal. And obviously they bring in Grayson Allen and they still have some good depth across the board. But you need this guy back. He built the big three for a reason. And now he's out for three weeks. We're going to have to hold off on that. And other injury news, Marcus Smart, he's out three to five weeks, adding to the Grizzlies injury woes. I mean, their two best defenders going into the season in Steven Adams and Marcus Smart, and then John Morant's out with the suspension. Now you got Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., and a whole bunch of guys who don't belong on the floor. Um, Tough situation that the Grizzlies are in. You got to get job back ASAP, but it is not looking up. Going into this next week, I'm going to drop my power rankings today, my new ones. Where do I think these teams are going to go? But if you look at the top teams, you just got to stay at the top. It's really that simple. Beat the teams you should be and get in the postseason. Looking at a team like a French team, like the Golden State Warriors, you need to add a piece at the trade deadline. You need to add some players that could get you over the top and ultimately into the hunt that's all for the nba love what the in-season tournament has been provided i'll continue to drop updates on that but overall the nba has been amazing to watch night in night out that's all i got moving on to college football the new poll will be releasing tuesday night we had a super fun week tons of great games i go to arizona state obviously but the arizona state oregon game was terrible i mean so bad oregon just dominated them from start to finish bo nicks 404 passing yards, six touchdowns. And when I'm thinking of the Heisman Trophy, I don't think of Bo Nix. I'm not trying to be that guy, but I know it's 404 and six touchdowns. But if you watch the highlights, they're all checkdowns. There was one impressive touchdown pass in there. I think of Jaden Daniels at LSU, and he will not win this award because of having three losses, and that's just how the committee operates. But if you look at what he does with his legs, through the air, impact on the team, he's that guy. Bo Nix, however, I don't know if you guys remember, I'm not trying to sound like a hater, but I'm just enlightening you that at Auburn, he wasn't a very good quarterback and he comes to Oregon and all of a sudden plays well. He's really good. He's a great person. I love Bo Nix, but to me, he doesn't feel like the Heisman. I know he's going to win it. I think it's Jaden Daniels. You put Jaden Daniels on this Oregon team, he's doing the same thing. I can guarantee you that. Um, But yeah, big win for Oregon. And now they hope to move up the stand-ins. On a more sad note, Jordan Travis for the Florida State Seminoles broke his leg it was so bad they're right in the thick of it they're 11 and 0 they ended up beating north alabama after his exit 58 to 13 anyway but man this takes all their playoff hopes away and maybe moves them out of the four spot even with the win that's what the college football committee wants they want the best teams possibly in there and if it's a florida state backup quarterback and rodemaker i don't know if people are going to want to watch that and that's the issue now If they keep on and go on and win the ACC, I don't see how you put them out of it, honestly. You've got to continue to just honor wins. But Jordan Travis, great dude. And what he's done this year has been amazing. I mean, 11-0 for the Seminoles. So we'll see what happens in the ACC moving forward. But a big, big loss. Big win, though, 58-13. The Michigan Wolverines, amidst the side-stealing investigation, which I'm going to get into a little bit, 
they win 31 to 24. They were blocking off their sidelines kind of in a joking manner, it seemed. Jim Harbaugh, his future is in question, and nobody really knows what's going to happen. The players were wearing free Harbaugh shirts. I personally don't like that. It's almost like he passed away or he's in jail, but it's they're making it a bigger deal than it actually is. Like at the end of the day, whatever happens is going to happen, and Michigan they got their 1,000th win. They're the first program in history to get that. So it was an emotional day from all sides, but the whole Harbaugh thing is really intriguing, and I'm excited to keep close tabs on. Washington, they beat Oregon State. Nobody wants to believe in UW. Not a soul. They have Romeo Dunze. He's one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in the country. Seven receptions for 106 yards, two touchdowns. They beat Oregon State on the road 22-20, to and they might move into the number four slot in the college football playoff rankings if they take Florida State out of it. And they're the best team in the Pac-12 right now. They're going to square off with Oregon again in Vegas. When that time comes, it's going to be must-see TV, and I can't wait. But Michael Penix Jr., you're going to succeed in the NFL, dude, and you're succeeding right now. Um, He's just balling. So big game for everybody. Damian Martinez, the running back for Oregon State, had 26 carries, 123 yards. He's really good. I could see him playing on Sundays as well. Uh, Just a big game, but fun nonetheless and Washington pulls it out Mizzou had a crazy one on a final field goal where the kicker does the gator chomp they win 33 31 Brady Cook 331 through the air Schrader continues to just shine through the ground 23 carries 148 yards Luther Burden another one of the best wide receivers in the country nine catches 158 big win for Missouri we'll see how they adjust in the college football rankings Louisville they went to Miami everyone thought Miami was was gonna win even though the Louisville is the 10th best team in the country. They win 38-31. to They move to 10-1 on the season and just a big win overall. Oklahoma gets it done against BYU, LSU, and this is the game I'm talking about, Jaden Daniels. Two words. 4-13 through the air. Six passing touchdowns and then 10 carries on the ground for 96 yards and two TDs. So impressive. That's a Heisman moment. If I'm the committee, I see that game and I say, just give it to him already. I mean, oh my goodness. I know it's against Georgia State, but they're 6-0 and at home. He's everything for that program. And what a win. You just got to give a guy his flowers, and I hope he gets that award. He is my pick to win the Heisman Trophy. No player has done that in LSU history since Joe Burrow, and we know what he does in the NFL now. Big win for LSU. U of A, they stay rolling. They get it done. Notre Dame, they beat Wake Forest and all the other games were basically irrelevant, but Kansas State, they actually beat Kansas on the road. Really fun one there. And as the season comes to a close, we will see some big time games down the stretch. Ready to cover it all. It's going to be really fun. In the NHL, we've had some fun games this week. Checking over the standings, it's the Boston Bruins. They're a wagon right now, 13-1, and dominating everybody. New York Rangers, Same sort of story. In the Western Conference, in the Central, we have a battle at the top. Dallas Stars, Colorado Avalanche, Winnipeg Jets, they're all pretty good. The San Jose Sharks, they're 3-13. I don't know why I'm talking about them. But nonetheless, Vegas at the top of the Pacific, 13-4. They're up there. Vancouver Canucks, 12-5. Kings are 10-3. Love the Kings this year. When you're talking about a Stanley Cup contender, the Kings are right up there. Anaheim Ducks, they're 500. And it's simply just been a fun season overall can't wait to continue to see where this goes that's all i got in the sporting world this week thank you so much for tuning in sorry the audio is a little echoey here at the end had to change locations just to finish up but i want to thank you once again we will see you next monday morning
Continue to follow me on all platforms as content will continue to drop. Appreciate you all. Have a great week. Peace.